Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's up, Reg? What it do, Sid? Football season is back. It is long time. We haven't sat down and done this since playoffs of last year. Um, but, man, it's, it's time to crank up for the 2023-2024 NFL season. Um, since we haven't been on here since last year's playoffs, there's a lot that has happened not just across the NFL, but of course with our Saints in general. So that's what we're going to start this episode is going to be all Saints. So y'all prepare for that. But uh, we're, we're going to start with, you know, what happened with our Saints throughout the offseason, what's going on now in training camp and with the first preseason game uh, played yesterday and, and what we're looking forward to going throughout the season. Um, I mean, let's start right off back with the the key additions and losses from from the offseason. You know, even before free agency kicked off, we were out there making splashes by, of course, getting our quarterback, Derek Carr, um, which, of course, that's the biggest name that we added this season. He plays quarterback, so he's the most important. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> he's the most important. So uh, just, you know, digging back to where we were, February, March, when this transaction went down, what what was your feelings about that one? Praise the Lord. Uh, I mean, anytime you upgrade at any position, uh, you know, you like your chances next year. And you just touched on the quarterback being so important, the most important position on the on the football team on your roster. So to make such a major upgrade, it wasn't just a slight upgrade, uh, changing out uh, player B for player B. But yeah. to me, this was a you know, a head over heels type of uh, upgrade to where uh, you feel much better, much more comfortable about your team going into the next season. 100%. There's no question uh, that he's, like you say, head over heels better than our options from last year. Andy Dalton, James mm-hmm. Winston, Taysom Hill. Um, so, and once again, that was, when you look at, you know, and I haven't heard too many people say this, but it is true. I mean, even with the injuries we were dealt with last year, if we had a better quarterback, that could have, I mean, we were talking about six games. I heard Ross, uh, Ross Jackson said the other day there were six games last year. That Shout if out we Ross. Just got, if we just got to 24 points, we would have won. You know, that, that's basically yeah. what it came down yeah. to. So, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, upgrade that quarterback would have been, you know, an answer. So hopefully that changes our uh, our hopes and things for this year. Um, but besides Derek Carr, we... Um, we lost, what, two defensive tackles and David Onyemata and his shot tunnel. We added two defensive yep. tackles in free agency with uh, Kalen Sanders, Colin Sanders, Sanders and Nathan Shepard. Um, and then, of course, we doubled down in the draft and took one, uh, Brian Brzee uh, mm-hmm. in the first round. So we, we definitely yes. – uh, we had some guys walk out the door, David Onyemata being the biggest one out of those mm-hmm. uh, defensive mm-hmm. tackles. But, you know, we went we went and grabbed two in free agency, added one um, via the draft. And now, how did you feel about that turnover? Across I the felt pretty line? good. I felt pretty good about it. Uh, David Onyemana started to miss some games the year before he was suspended. So we experienced life without him for a brief period of time. So um, it, it was, you know, a, a big hit. But, I, you know credit the front office for um, getting right back out there, signing two veterans, drafting another kid that's that's up and coming. And we're right back to uh, establishing pressure and stopping the run by committee. 
you know, most teams have one guy, maybe two. For us, it doesn't. It seems like it doesn't matter who plays those positions. We're already we, we're always pretty good at at defense. Um, you know, you touched on Shad Tuttle leaving for Carolina, I believe, and David Onyemata, who went next door to Atlanta. Um, they were two big pieces of what we do defensively. Um, and it was only one playoff game, one small sample size, but it, it looks like, you know, we're picking right back up where we left off. Yeah. Um, other losses, um, other losses and additions, actually. So we lost Caden Ellis, who came on strong for mm-hmm. us last year. Yeah, um, having a good year. Yep. Uh, we lost our co Well, we lost both our defensive coordinators. I just wanted to do wanted to throw that in there too. We lost our co-defensive coordinators. Ryan Nielsen went to Atlanta, and Chris Richard mm-hmm. is without work right now. Um, lost Andy Dalton to Carolina. A lot of a lot of our players seem to a lot of these players that weren't great. Uh, according to the rest of the NFC South, they they ended up on other NFC South teams mm-hmm. this offseason, which is real interesting. Um, but we lost Andy Dalton to Carolina. Uh, Marcus Davenport, he went to Minnesota. Uh, mm-hmm. We already mentioned Shot Tuttle to Carolina. Uh, receivers, Deontay Hardy, he went to Denver, I want to say. No, he went to Buffalo. I think Buffalo. Uh, Marquez yeah. Callaway went to Denver. Went to, mm-hmm. um, Katavia Short, another defensive tackle. I mean, Katavia Street, mm-hmm. another defensive tackle I forgot to bring up. Lost him to Philly. Um, and then Jennifer mm-hmm. Evans, he, he also went to Philly. Um and you know, of course, it's a revolving door. Brought in uh, Brian Edwards, uh, drafted At Perry, so brought in those two receivers. Also added James mm-hmm. Washington to that wide receiver room. Um, mm-hmm. Brought in Foster Moreau at tight end. Brought in mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham uh, recently mm-hmm. at tight end. Um, Jamal Williams at running back, uh, which was a huge that that signing is huge. huge. We talking about three years, huge. twelve million dollars to bring in Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. and that's easy. Yes, all, every time. And I'm gonna throw this out here real quick while we're on Jamal Williams. A lot, that went so under the radar. A lot of uh, not Saints fans in general, but I I feel like on a more broader base of NFL fans. A lot of folks just look at that like, oh, it's just another running back signing. But to me, it's exactly what we were missing for so many years. We touched on the importance of quarterback, but now we could kind of get back to that aggressive run style. A guy that finishes rushes without going out of bounds, fighting for those extra yards. I feel like, you know, this is shades of Chris Ivory uh, kind of all over again. We haven't had a bruiser running back in quite some time. And more importantly, it helps in the red zone, which is something we struggled mightily mm-hmm. last year. You know, mm-hmm. and he's not the only piece, but that that shows. No, I was about the to emphasis, say, yeah, that shows the emphasis that we're putting on getting getting touchdowns instead of field goals in the red zone. Absolutely, we talk about Jamal Absolutely. Williams getting Michael Thomas back, adding Jimmy Graham. You know, Come having on, having these, having these big bodies that we can you know go to in the red zone. Um, you go Almighty who wasn't, you know, he didn't jump off the page to you when we signed him in the offseason, but now that we're here in training camp and preseason games, he's definitely somebody Absolutely. who looks like a lot to be on a, that uh, 53-man roster in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Uh, brought in J- Lonnie Johnson and Jonathan Abram as well in that secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Secondary is loaded. Yeah. Um, and just real quick, we going to touch on just the draft picks too before we dive into these players, but second round went to uh, defensive end Isaiah Foskey. Once again, you lose Marcus Davenport. All right, let's go address this. Let's go add something else to this position. Uh, drafted Kendra Miller. 
uh, running back out of TCU, Nick's out of Barry, uh, the guard out of Old Dominion, Jake Hayner, Fresno State quarterback, um, Jordan Howden, safety out of Minnesota, and the A.T. Perry in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. That was mostly, most of those, uh, we added Billy Price and Trey Turner. Billy Price got hurt, got cut. We turned around, tur- mm-hmm. uh, uh, signed Trey Turner, lost him for the season as well. Yeah. Um, that's a, that was unfortunate. Trey Turner for sure was one that, that was going that was looking promising uh, to have somebody who could start, you know, being your, your first lineman off the bench would have been, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been amazing. Um, training camp wise, um, brought in Kareem Hunt, brought in Anthony Barr, didn't sign either one of those guys. Uh, Friday brought in Jalen Smith, actually signed him which is important. I'm sure we'll get to that because of the injuries and, you know, things of that nature during training camp. And then today brought in Daryl Williams and signed him at running back. Um, so, yeah, that's the trend. Oh, Avin Kamara got his suspension, three games, the best. Very grateful. <laughs> the, yes. Very yes. grateful. <laughs> the best. Very grateful. Initially, everybody would think it's six games. So to, yeah. to only be missing him for three games is huge because especially from what we've seen in training camp, what we've seen them doing with this offense, it looks like we could get back to using Alvin Kamara as we were two, three years ago versus what he had to be last year and how we tried to use him the year before that. Um, so, yeah, here we are, <laughs> training camp week probably three, starting week three of training mm-hmm. camp. Um, once again, had our first preseason game yesterday. So where do you want to start with just how our team is looking going into this 2023-2024 season? So we touched a couple times on the importance of quarterback. So I think, you know, it's only fair we we begin at the quarterback position. Uh, so grateful the front office got Derek Carr to sign, sign early. Um, we were very aggressive with Derek Carr. They didn't want to let him out of the building. Hey, look. No reason to go visit no other teams. You know, this is your home. And uh, I'll tell you why I like it so much. For one, this to me wasn't um, a signing of a quarterback who was the best out of whatever else was was left in free agency. This was, we did our research. This is our guy. We want you. Uh, It puts him in a situation and in an offense that was very similar to what he was running in Vegas but was just more protection and better weapons. So that's a plus. He's still at the point where he can, you know, extend plays. Uh, He still has a strong arm. Um, It's not a throw out that he can't make. And you're not counting on Derek Carr to be Patrick Mahomes for you. You're counting on Derek Carr to be Derek Carr. Um, Everything just makes perfect sense for me. Uh, I think sky's the limit for this offense. And I think the offense is going to be so good this year. It's going to actually help our defense out. Um, so I am very pleased with, uh, with what I've seen from Derek Carr so far. And me and you touched on this yesterday uh, on the phone when we talked about Derek Carr. And, and one of the biggest things for me is him being able to get there to the line of scrimmage and identify who the Mike linebacker is, identify mm-hmm. uh, what adjustments won't need to be made, be able to switch to the, another play. Uh, right there at the like, to give him two plays and say, okay, you know, go out there and figure out which one is going to work for us. It's something Absolutely. that we didn't have last, the past two years. We haven't had some mm-hmm. Drew Brees is gone. And no, he's not going to be Drew Brees, but Derek Carr is. 
easily the best quarterback we've had since Drew Brees hung it up. Um, and, I mean, I guess it's debatable to some people, but Derek Carr's a top 15 quarterback in this league, and he's just going to – I think this year he'll probably have his best year. Uh, like you say, you, you're depending on that same Derek Carr that we've seen in Vegas and in Oakland throughout his career, but now he's in a position where he has better protection and better weapons. And before we move on, I will also say this about Derek Carr, the importance of him. If you look around our division, to me, it's it's not up for grabs, for say, like a lot of folks kind of think of it folks, is right yeah. now. I think it's our division. You you say why? I feel like we have the better overall team, and I'm not just being a hometown right here. I'm not just uh, saying it because I'm a Saints fan, but I really, when you look at the roster, you look at past years, I believe we have the best team. And now I think it's uh, very obvious we have the better quarterback. Uh, we have a very favorable schedule uh, this yeah. season. So you combine all of those things. It's striking season for us. You got your quarterback. You got everybody healthy. Uh, everybody's good. You got good depth. It's time to go out there and get it now. And that's the great thing. And that's the, uh, a great thing and a big thing to me as, as well is the depth. Like it's not just, oh, let's make sure our starters are, you know, of good talent. Mm-hmm. It's in, mo- in most positions except for at this point, I feel like linebacker, except for at linebacker, um, we have the depth to, okay, if somebody gets injured, we're able to cover that, whether it be yeah. running back, uh, wide receiver, uh, the secondary, or even across that defensive line and offensive line right now, we have guys that can come in, fill those holes, and not necessarily see a drop-off, especially if you're only asking them to come in and cover for a game or two or to finish right. a game. Or something like That's that. True. Um, yep. James, since we're sitting here talking about quarterbacks still, Jameis Winston and being able to keep him in house, especially after mm-hmm. the year went for him last year, was huge. Um, even though, once again, sticking in this quarterback room, Jake Hayner is the best quarterback that the Saints have drafted in a very long time. And, and that's, of course, basing it just off of what we see in preseason and training camp, but be realistic. That's all we've seen from the other quarterbacks that we've drafted over the past decade or a while as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Hayner seems to be of the mold of a Derek Carr and of uh, a, a Drew Brees type of quarterback, of course, not at their level, but of course he's not the mobile quarterback. He's not, he's not of that make or mold, but he seems like he's going to be a guy who, at least sticks around as a Chase Daniel for teams mm-hmm. uh, for a decade in the NFL. And if he can be anything better than that, um, his relationship with Derek Carr already, you know, so that being somebody who was mentoring him, him having, you know, uh, admiration and a relationship with Drew Brees, that may lead to him being our next quarterback. Um, but let's deal with the five, four or five years we have with Derek Carr first. <laughs> and then we'll let's see enjoy. Jay Kander. Yeah, right. and then let's see what Jay Kaner is after that time. Um, where you want to go next? Hit the quarterback room. Um, I would kind of I would like to take a dive into key players. So I think, you know, for so long, um before I was saying, you know, it's been the same importance. Can we protect can we get to the quarterback things of that nature kind of as a group but 
who are the key players you are identifying this season? Your must watch, make or break. <laughs> I'm sorry. Getting, I say outside of quarterback because me and you, we both know that it, oh, absolutely. it starts and it ends right there in Derek Carr. Absolutely. Which, of course, he's been a healthy quarterback throughout his career. So there's no mm-hmm. no reason to think that he won't be uh, here. Um, And I, I want to hear your pick because for the first, well, not the first time, it's not um, – it's not that often we agree on things like this. So I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting to hear your pick. Okay, so wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got the question I right. give you talking offense, about one offensive player and defense. One defensive one player defense. who is what? The key, the, the most important, yeah. like what we doing. Yeah. The most yeah, important. Like, like, look, yeah, like this, this is going to be for this guy. This guy's getting off. Um, man, if, if. If he goes down or if we can't get him the ball, whatever the case is, you know, we do. And we're not going to do quarterback. All right. So nope. defense is easy. Demario Davis. Not only because he's the best player on our defense, but because that's what we lack that depth. If Demario mm-hmm. Davis goes down, if Pete Warner goes down, it's, it's going to be tough sledding, you know, mm-hmm. in, in linebacker position. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, more so for Demario Davis, because even if Pete Warner goes down and you have to go to um, DeMarco Jackson or Jalen Smith, Demario Davis is going to be able to ease that transition a little bit being out there with him. Absolutely. Demario Davis goes down and it's, okay, Pete Warner, now you have to fill Demario Davis' shoes, which Absolutely. I really like Pete Warner. I think I think he mm-hmm. he's a good linebacker, but he's not Demario Davis, and then he right. will be able to – assist whoever else is coming in with him to be better at that position. So Demario Davis is 100% the key on defense for me. On offense, it comes down to Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning, of course, what's the most important position on that line? It's the left tackle position. Drafted him last year, didn't get to see too much of him. Um, But once again, the Saints drafted him to be their starting left tackle. Week one, he was supposed to be starting for us. That means they saw something in him, especially once again at that position, left tackle. They saw Mm -hmm. something in him that made them feel like, hey, this is going to be a guy that's of the Ryan Ramchick mode that we could plug in day one, and he only gets better. If he proves that he can be a top 10 left tackle in the league. Scary protecting Derek Carr for the next four or five years, that is It's going to be scary. It is. But again, we're talking about if he gets hurt, if he can't play, then, okay, now we're playing James Hurst out there. Okay, James Hurst might be our starting left guard going yeah. into the season. So now yeah. we're kicking him out to left tackle, reinserted Andrews P at left guard. Now we're shuffling that offensive line a little more than we want to, especially if – somebody else goes down and you know James Hurst is there do it all you want to put him with whoever Jack goes down we're going we're going to try to put James Hurst there if he's mm-hmm. already taken up that left tackle spot that hurts us everywhere else on that offensive line so for me it's Demario Davis on defense uh on offense is James Hurst I don't think we have the same two players here I'd be shocked <laughs> <laughs> so we I don't mean, not James uh, Hurst, on... offense is yeah. go ahead 
I got you. I know what you're saying. So, yeah, so defense, we definitely see it the same. I just knew you was going in a different direction. Uh, Demario Davis, for all of the reasons that you said, uh, the only thing I would add to it is Pete Warner led the lead in tackles prior to his injury. Caden Ellis get thrown in the fire. He's right there in tackles. His sacks went up. All of a sudden, it looked like he learned how to play football uh, just from watching Pete Warner do it. But like you said, if you move Pete Warren into the Demario Davis uh, uh, side of things, now he's controlling the defense. It's not just see and react. It's see it before it happens, it make signals, pass signals on, uh, be a leader, right? Be a leader yeah. on the field, off the field, the whole nine. And it's a lot of things Demario Davis does that, that just completely goes unnoticed. Uh, we may pick up on it because we've watched the Saints all day long, but dude's a natural born leader, man. And whenever he's given an opportunity to go get the quarterback, a lot of times he do it. I mean, That's he comes down year. with the quarterback. They gave him, they gave At, him more opportunities last year. And he and, yeah. and he, he cashed in with, what, six, six sacks yep. or something like that? Yep. Six, seven, six? So, yeah, it's definitely Demario Davis. Always uh, uh, high tackle numbers. Uh, very smart. Uh, stop the run. Play sideline to sideline. Great in zone. I can go on and on forever. Demario Davis. Easy. But also, just to throw this in, too, because we keep putting it out there as if Pete Warner was just out to take his position. I do want to, you know, based off training camp, if Demario Davis was to get hurt, it seems like they just try to slide DeMarco Jackson into that position and let him take over. Let him call the plays. Let him run that defense. Once again, Pete Warner, DeMarco Jackson, God, like whoever, unless <laughs> it's going to be a drop off from what we're getting from the Mario Davis. So, yeah, I did, I did want to make it thing that most likely it would be DeMarco Jackson filling that role, but it's still right. a drop off, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so moving on to the offensive side of the ball, this is where I kind of figured we were with Denver. N not for no bad reason or anything, just seeing the difference. Chris Olave. Uh, absolutely. I saw <laughs> something in this dude last year, bro. <laughs> I saw something in this dude last year, bro. And I'm like, this kid is special. When the ball touches his hand, this, this kid is special, yeah. man. I'm talking about he can house a slant. He can get on top of you. He can make the acrobatic catch. And he did all of this with Andy Dalton last season. Yeah. I can't tell you how many balls got away from Andy Dalton, how many was overthrown, underthrown. But just to know that the, the deep shot is going to be a staple in our offense now. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I feel like as Saints fans, this was our uh, safe haven, Is was our offense during the Drew Brees experience. If nothing yeah, else, defense 30, defense 28, defense 26 in the league. Yeah. We knew our offense was coming out and scoring points. There was no weakness in our offense. And I, I'm trying not to uh, do this prematurely, but like you said, this is just the best quarterback we've had since Drew hung it up. Uh, I think we're right back there. And um, given the fact that Chris Olave has shown so much just in the small sample size that he's been in the lead, get, getting him a quarterback that can make all the throws, there's no restrictions in the playbook. Of course, Derek Carr's you know, he needs to get more and more familiar with it. So maybe everything doesn't start adding up until week six, week eight. But the potential is definitely there. And I think uh, Chris Olave is going to be a name that all NFL fans know moving forward. 100% I agree. I think that he was overlooked last year. I think um, I think that he was overlooked last year. And I think that he uh, is overlooked going into this season as well. I don't think that... Uh, I don't think that Garrett Wilson should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. 
Uh, I think that should have been Chris Olave. They were pretty. Then, I think he had more. Then he had more yards, more touchdowns than Chris Olave, if I'm not mistaken. The numbers were pretty much even. Even even if he had more, they were right there. They were, you know, like they were right on top of each other. So um, I do. Once again, neither one of them were in great situations, especially. The, I was about to say. I think I wanted to leave more than. But because um, yeah. he was, had two. Uh, but I think that wasn't what. Like, once again, I'm not saying, oh, Garrett Wilson, it was, you know, crazy that he won it. Nah, I feel like they were what and what. Um, but this this offseason, this training camp, this preseason, it seems like he's been overlooked again a bit, too. And once again, like you said, for a year, for, as long as Drew Brees is here, we knew what our offense was going to give us. It was hell. It's going to come down to what we could get on defense. <laughs> and for a while, I mean, we had a three-year stretch of, like you say, the worst defense in the league. Um, these past two years, it's been the reverse. We've been we, – the defense has been strong. The offense hasn't been able to keep up, and that's why we've been losing games. It's hard for me to not be excited about what we have going on the offense here, not just because of the addition of Derek Carr, but like you pointed at with Chris Olave, a second year of a guy who was our number one receiver last year. Um, you give him a better quarterback. You give him a Alvin Kamara who's going to be more active than he has been the past two years. You give us, hopefully, a Michael Thomas who that dude, he's hungry. And you can tell he's hungry. You just got to see that his body holds up for him. If you put Michael Thomas out there for 16, 17 games next year, pick your poison. <laughs> and which one you going to pick? <laughs> and then Rashid Shahid, the, the fastest of what we have going on over there on offense. Is going to be looking for his opportunities as well, and then you get like once again Alvin Kamara getting back in that uh, in the passing game uh, once he serves his three game suspension. But then you got Jamal Williams, who spent his entire offseason working on better being a better receiver out of the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's hard to not look yeah. at the offense and be like, hey, we going back to being a top ten a top ten offense. You haven't even touched on the possibilities with Jawan Johnson, who seems like he's going to be a staple in this offense. I mean, um, the tight end room in general, because it's Jawan yeah. Johnson, Foster Moreau, Foster Moreau, uh, and Jimmy Graham, Jason Hill, who's not just going to yeah. be—we know what that is—he's he's going to line up yeah. everywhere possible on offense. I still find it shocking that uh, we get so many reports saying, yeah, Taysom Hill is still going to be taking snaps at quarterback. Uh, And I get it. I mean, it's going to be times for that. It's just the way that they keep throwing that information out there. I'm like, look, I hope we don't go back to seeing this five to seven times a game. Like, I don't think it'll ever be that much again. I think this year we're going to have more situations where I think you more so see him at slot wide receiver lined up in the backfield. With a Jamal Williams or with the Alvin Kamara, I think you see a whole lot more of that this year. But of course, there will be the times, especially in the red zone, where you got mm-hmm. Taysom Hill at quarterback, you got Alvin Kamara on each side of him, Jimmy Graham at tight end, Michael Thomas at wide receiver. What you gonna do? So only good things happen. <laughs> only good so, things happen right there. Yeah, so I think you we're gonna get a lot less of him at quarterback. But you're you're not getting mm-hmm. less of him in general. He's still going to be out I there just you. as much as he has been. 
So uh, right now we're already made it to the halfway point. It's so much that we haven't even scratched the surface on, right? So I'm gonna try to jump forward a little bit, right? But we okay. did biggest impact players offensively and defensively. If things go wrong, right? What what are your biggest concerns for the offense? The biggest, uh, I guess, worst scenario you think can happen for the offense besides injuries? Oh, besides injuries. Okay. Um, it's so tough. This offense is so good. Oh, <laughs> see, I was about to say you just spoke up. You just put him way up here. Look, you put him up here, and I'm asking you to come back down here. <laughs> it's so good. Like I say, injury is the thing for me. I can't see. I can't. I can't see a regression for Derek Carr that would be big enough to be like he would tank the offense. We're not. If we can't throw the football, we're still going to be able to run it. If we can't run it, we'll still be able to throw it. So, I okay, play calling. It would be play calling. If for some reason we get out there again this year and there are situations after situations where you got Pete Carmichael saying, okay, on first down, we only gained one yard. It's second and nine. Let's just Let's run the run football again. again. Yeah. If or we get we get to situations where it's fourth and one, fourth and two, and we're in you know in the red zone, and mm -hmm. we don't have more situations where man we got to let's go for it let, you know and it's always let's kick the field goal you know even though I think our field goal kicking will be better this year I think Will Lutz is back to his normal form and then we got another guy in the wings if, if if he's not we got somebody in the wings who's definitely willing to take over for him and capable seems like that's far through camp too but uh, I, I think it, I think we'd have to look at it and be like Pete Carmichael sucked you know and yeah. I don't think that he was I don't think he's as bad of an OC as we saw last year um, I think we get back to seeing a, a way better flowing offense, um, especially if it's just because of the talent alone, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that would be it. Yeah. So I, I was right there too. That's what I came up with was play calling. Now I must say, I love the play calling in preseason, but it's preseason. You hear a lot of coaches say, we're just going to air it out this year. You hear a lot of quarterbacks in general saying, I'm going to let it rip this year. I think it was Kirk yeah. Cousins the year before last. Um, I know Evan Rogers was touching on it a little bit this, this off season as well. I'm letting it fly. Um, and then, but of course you have uh, the Cowboys saying, oh, we're just going to run the football. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I, I think it would be play calling. Uh, that's the only thing I think that would put us in a box at this point offensively um, is play calling. Um, and we got our kicker, bro, as well. Let's he they saying he drilling sixty yard I mean, field goals. And I agree, but yeah. the other guy is right there with him. Like I think they've missed about uh -huh. the same amount of kicks uh, mm -hmm. during this season. But of course, it would take it would take him to you know it would take Will Lutz to lose it. Then absolutely know, well, yeah, they, and I don't they're think it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying at this point it's not even like a competition or a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, but like we talked about, I think it was earlier, he'll probably be in somebody on somebody roster. Uh, oh, 100%. If you he, know, if he doesn't make our team, he's kicking, he's kicking, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So we touched on offense, uh, we came up with the same thing, and now we're going to turn it over to defense, which has been our staple these last couple of years. We do have a, a very, I won't say old, but veteran defense. Um, 
with Cam Jordan, uh, Honey Badger, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Demario Davis, you know the names. So if the defense was to fall apart, what would be uh, the issue that went wrong? Uh, same thing that hurt us last year, not being able to stop the run. Um, even because I look at it and say, even if we're not getting into <clears throat> the quarterback, which again, we struggled with that a good bit last year too, but our secondary, mm -hmm. our secondary and the linebackers were good enough to, to cover up for a lot of that, uh, which I think, a whole lot. I, think, I mean, the secondary, I feel like is even better this year, especially if health holds up. Um, yeah. so it will come down to, man, if we can't, for some reason, if we can't stop the run, you know, that would mm -hmm. definitely be the thing to, to sink this defense. I got you. So the run, you know, looking at the numbers, you know, it screams we struggle against the run, but I don't think that was the case. I just think our offense could never really help our defense. You will see the defense get a stop three and out, uh, you know, close game. We lost so many games. Like you said, Ross touched on it. Uh, we could have just got to 21, 24 points consist consistently last year. That could have converted in easily another three to five wins. Um, but I don't think it was the defense necessarily getting gashed by the run. I just think it was the combination of them kind of being more fatigued, always on the field, uh, never could really gamble. We almost we always had to play conservative defense because you didn't have the offense that could make up for your downfall. So I'm not going to go stop in the run because I truly don't think that we'll have an issue. I mean, even if we finish top 15 in, in run defense, which I think we'll probably be more top 10, but even if we do go top 15, I don't think that's a true concern. Yeah, um, we finished top 15 last year. We did. And, that, and that's and the I'm problem. Just saying, like we finished top five against the well, pass, defense, but against the defense, but against the run, we, you know, we didn't even finish top and, 15. Right. And that's what I'm saying. or uh, we just got blown off the ball. What I'm saying is the defense spent so much time on the field. I think now that you have a quarterback and you can score points, team can't, teams cannot just get a seven, 10-point lead and just basically milk the clock and move the ball, you know, slowly or, or whatever. Um, so I think the offense is going to bring that youth back to the defense in a sense. It's going to basically help the defense out. My issue is getting to the quarterback. That's something that last year uh, also kind of stood out to me uh, was we didn't pressure the quarterback as much as we did in the in the previous years, and of course we didn't turn uh, we didn't cause turnovers. So uh, this preseason, although it's a small sample, it was very good to see, uh, very exciting to see the defense uh, get their hands up, tip so many balls, so many deflections, which led to an interception. Uh, just being active, uh, you saw D tackles running guys down downfield, finishing plays. Uh, I mean, multiple defend, uh, Saints defenders on the ball, you know, to bring down the guy. Uh, it was it was that kind of stuff that that made me feel like, all right, the defense is going to be all right. We just need an offense that can put up points as well. So um, I just think it's going to be causing turnovers. I'm looking at this team and I'm saying we are a good team by nature. We are a veteran. We're a sound. However, I don't see the guy out there that's going to cause the pressure that leads to turnovers. Really? You don't think that mm -hmm. they care Jordan passes, <laughs> passes heyday? You don't like what you're seeing from Peyton Turner thus far? I, well, once again, if you tell me Peyton Turner has the same year that Marcus Davenport had, which wasn't a bad year. It was more about money why why Marcus Davenport left. Um, that doesn't result in turnover, turnovers. That's not strip sacks. That's not getting there within two seconds. 
forcing that, that ball to be thrown fast on that five-yard, six-yard slant than what the QB wanted to off the receiver interception. I, I'm saying I don't see that. I don't. I see the D-line being steady. I don't see us being just ferocious. I see us being a very steady uh, defense, kind of like how we was these last couple years, finishing top 10, um, not truly struggling with, with nothing, passing or running. Um, I just don't see the turnovers. Okay, and I would, I, I mean, me personally, I I think about it just like last year to where if you're telling me we had a good pass defense, even though, you know, our pass rushers weren't actually getting to the quarterback, then in turn, I mean, if we're that, again, then it comes down to the secondary actually being more aggressive in trying to force those takeaways instead of just the pass deflections or the pass breakups. Um, which once again, I think I think we're gonna have a better shot at that. I think I don't think our starting secondary played a game together last year. I don't think I don't think I don't think Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Marshawn Lattimore, and Paulson Adebo all played a game together. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, last year, and it's the same thing with our offensive line. Our starting offensive line: of Trevor Penning, yeah. McCoy, Ruiz, and Ryan Ramchick right. didn't play a game together last year either. So I think that's that's going to be the huge difference. Uh, and, of course, coaching. You know, we we switched mm-hmm. over. We had some turnover at defensive coordinator. We had some turnover at key uh, individual positions. You know, a uh, new DB coach. Uh, I want to say we have a new uh, – I don't think we have a new defensive line coach, but a new linebacker coach. So, you know, those things, you know – oh, no, we do have a new defensive line coach, I want to say, uh, dude uh, from Florida. Um so yeah, like those things are going to be the little changes. I think that equals more turnovers. Gotcha. But once again, I could definitely see see it your way too to where we go out there again and we end the season with. I think we maybe got up to seven interceptions last year. I think. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so if if that ends up being the case again this year, I can definitely see how we're looking at it and saying, well, I mean, that's what killed us, you know? We just couldn't, yeah. we couldn't capitalize couldn't on turn the ball over. We, couldn't, we weren't getting any, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do want to say, again, let's not fool ourselves. Injuries is the biggest thing of all of this, so if we can, if we can manage to keep... Is, is this both, not bad? I can't just... I can't just cut injuries off like we do. I, like oh, you can do man, it, man. Wish, oh man, if we could go out there with no injuries, let's, let's, <laughs> that would be a whole different story. Um, so let's start looking forward a good bit. I mean, uh, more, okay. more so. Um, we know what the schedule is. We we know what that looks like. We we got what I consider a favorable bye week, week eleven. I was tired of the week yep. four, week five bye week. That that kills me. So we got one. Uh, we got one in week eleven. Um, we have what three primetime games, I think, which is pretty low. Uh, we have, I think, two Thursday night games and then uh, Monday night in week two. Um, Thursday, Thursday, Monday. I don't think we have a Sunday night game this year. Yeah, we don't, wow. don't even have a Sunday night game this year. So, um, no, I'm always good for one. Yeah, and like you said, well, because of you know, how the schedule played out. We have a weaker schedule. We definitely have a mm-hmm. weaker schedule, um, which benefits us, especially in an NFC conference that's so mm-hmm. weak. Um, 
So I, mean, <laughs> I like the way you said it. It's so weak. Yeah, it's so weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's open to everybody except for probably two teams at this point. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, and of course, just a heads up. After this episode, our next three or four are going to be a lot of just looking around the NFL, uh, predicting the NFL uh, the, uh, divisions. We'll get to, you know, the conference winners pick our Super Bowl teams before the end of uh, the preseason. But uh, let's just look at the Saints real quick and what you think that record is going to look at look like <clears throat> after 17 games. After 17 games and and fi- and now after finding out Elvin Kamara is only going to be missing three games, I got us at 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and I think, um, I think most of – Actually, I haven't heard too many uh, Saints analysts actually do records yet, so we're going to see what those look like. But me and you are in the same area. I got it at 12. I got 12 and 5. Um, that's that's the, mo- the most common thing that I've been seeing. Uh, everybody look at it like we won 7 and 8 last year that we was, and we were supposed to win at least you know three or four more. Yeah. So yeah. adding Derek Carr, no one can make way on why we shouldn't win more games with Derek Carr. So. Exactly. At the least, yeah. man, I look at our team, I look at this schedule, I look at where our health is right now, which is no major injuries, no, you know, we haven't lost anybody too key yet. I look at it and say, mm-hmm. man, 10 games at least. Like, that's right. That's easy that we get to 10, yep. but I think uh, I think 12, is, is 12 uh, is where we should fall at for sure if health stays on our side. Um, I look at, I mean, when we talk about losses, we're good for a division loss, you know, whether we, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's the Falcons, um, you got one right there, but we have a stretch, um, where it's the Bears, I mean, yeah, the Bears, the Vikings, which luckily are bye week falls in between that, but it's Bears, Mm -hmm. Vikings, bye week, and then Falcons, Lions, um, and then even after that, it's the Panthers and the Giants. I just think throughout that stretch right there, I think we get two. I think we can see two losses just off of that stretch alone. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, like I say, whether it's we go to Foxborough or Green Bay and end up, you know, dropping one, even though we got that in favorable uh, situations too, being able to play both of those teams on the road at the beginning of the season versus, you know, November, December. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see us dropping you know five games. But you know to to think that we would lose or win rather any less than ten games that would that means everything goes wrong. I feel like right. that, that means everything <laughs> went to crap early on. In Absolutely, the I'm right there with you, man. So we definitely got uh got the records about the same. Seems like we're a game off. You know, uh, nothing big. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, we see the season shaping up and see the rosters uh, shaping up just the same. I uh, just wanted to touch on some injuries that um, inspired at uh, training camp. Uh, we had Endo Benjamin, who uh, definitely looked like he was on his way to, to make the team, uh, who's now out for the year. Um, you have Shahid and um, Traquan Trey, Trey Smith dealing with hamstring injuries. Um, I think for the most part... I think it's dealing with the I, I think I think at this point they're saying that it's mostly just rest. Like he's good. It's just well, no yeah, of course. You, there's no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And um, I think that was it. I know Shaq Davis kind of had got had tweaked something earlier when camp first started, but he's been back catching balls, so he's good. Uh, Kendrick to go Miller sprained his knee yesterday at the preseason game. They say he'll be out of action for a couple of weeks, but he should be good for week wow. one. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that's about it right now, though. I think yes. that's, I think that's, that's where we are with injuries. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Big thing is all the young guys are contributing. They had amazing camps. Oh no, that's um, not it. Andrew Pete. Andrew Pete is hurt right now. He hasn't returned to practice yet, if I'm not mistaken. Um he's dealing with Is it a hamstring as well? Uh, a quad. Or maybe or a quad. Like yeah. I was yeah. maybe mm-hmm. a quad. Um, which they say, once again, none of these they say are too serious. They just, of course, right. it makes sense with an Andrew Pete, with a Demario Davis, those type of guys yeah. you take, you know, your time. We don't, need, you. we, 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 we don't need y'all out here right now. We don't need y'all out uh, here. But, uh, so, yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, I still haven't caught a replay, been able to watch the preseason game yet. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what or who stood out the most for you during uh, our week? one preseason game against the Chiefs where we won 26 to 24. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people made plays, so I can sit here and call out a billion names because they all stood out at some point of the game. But if I had to pick one from each side, I would definitely say A.T. Perry, uh, receiver, uh, definitely had some some balls caught his way, uh, got on top of a guy for a good pass, scratched out for a touchdown. And on defense, I would have to go with – uh, what's his name? You do? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, he, like I said, he reminded me of CJ going to Johnson so far, bro. Maybe be a little smaller build, oh, yeah. but flying yeah. around, flying around the field, not uh, afraid to stick his head in there on, on those, uh, stretch runs and things of that nature. Great in coverage. He didn't allow a catch on maybe at least three or four, um, uh, attempts, uh, yeah. balls thrown his way. And, of course, he got the deflection uh, that Alante uh, Taylor assisted on that led to uh, his interception. So uh, I would have to go with those two guys off the first preseason game. And then, of course, A.T. Perry, who went 6 of 6, 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Well, once again, it's somebody – I mean, we traded uh, Adam Troutman for that pick that mm-hmm. led to us taking A.T. Perry. So that's somebody that we purposely moved around in order to get. But uh, – <clears throat> Speaking of the wide receivers, just real quick, because that's one of the crowded positions that we have in training camp right now, where we know it's not the crowded. We know this Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Rashid Shaheed, but now we're looking at two or three more wide receiver spots, and we're saying, well, who's going to fill them? You know, you got Trey Quan Smith, you have uh, A.T. Perry, uh, James Washington. Um, I feel like I'm missing another guy. Uh, oh, Brian Edwards. Yeah, somebody who already has a relationship with Derek Carr. Um, Kirkwood. right now, oh, yeah, Keith Kirkwood, who had a uh, he had a good uh preseason game too. Um, so sitting where we are right now, who do you think? Let's just let's assume we just keep five receivers because of what's going on in the tight end room and what's going on in the running back room. I think we end up with four tight ends going into this season and maybe four running backs as well. So let's say we're keeping five wide receivers. You know who the top three are. Who takes up those last two spots according to you right now? Super tough. 
Like, if you would have asked me this last week before this preseason game, I would have yeah. a different five. But after seeing the first preseason game, definitely Perry. Um, big body. He's everything that we – than what I heard he would be. Big yeah. body guy, very very aggressive with his catch, big catch radius, not afraid to go up and get the ball. He showed that, like, first preseason game. Yeah. He's a lot. Now, the final spot, to me, it gets tricky. Uh, I like Brian Edwards because, like you said, he has a relationship with Derek Carr. They're very familiar yeah. with one another. Uh, but everything that you read about um, uh, Kirkwood, Key Kirkwood. Key Kirkwood. Fabulous guy. They saying they don't know if we have another receiver that works as hard as this guy. Um, I was listening to Ross Jackson uh, about our third time shouting out Ross. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was talking about how he shows up early. Uh, the only player on the Saints team that shows up early with Derek Carr, ends the practice late with Derek Carr. He wants to be there. He wants to be present. Uh, you know, he's been in the lead a couple years attached to, to the New Orleans Saints. This could be yeah. his year as well. Uh, but if I had to just put the house on the line, I'm going with Perry and Edwards. And I'm going to go A.T. Perry. Uh as well, like I think that guy is once again when you look at uh, a Michael Thomas injury away, you're like, well, who gives us somebody who gives us that same frame to kind of do mm-hmm. some of the same things? You look at AT Perry and say, yeah, that's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth fight, I I've been pretty consistent so far. I'm gonna see if that change going going forward, but I think it's Brian Edwards. I think uh, he gives you uh, as good as if not better. I think he gives you better play at receiver than a Traquan Smith does. Um, and once again, we're talking about somebody who, when you bring in a new quarterback, you try to bring in things that he's familiar with. Brian Edwards, Foster Moreau, those are guys that he already has, you know, a connection with and is familiar with. So to me, it would make all the sense in the world to have him floating around there at that fifth spot. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um... All right, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up there. I had us doing our NFC South predictions today, but because I want to do two divisions each episode, probably going forward, I'll save that uh, for a different for our next for our next one. We'll start with it. Well, we'll do NFC South, AFC South, and we'll make our predictions on how those divisions play out. But man, we are we're here. We're less than a month away from kickoff. Kickoff, I think it's September 11. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions. Um, so our first game, September 10th, uh, at home, which is also a, mm-hmm. a, a surprise on our schedule. We've been traveling yes. a lot <laughs> uh, yeah. for opening day, but we get the Titans at home on September 10th. Man, we're less than, we're less than a month away. No more, the most important thing is no more weekends without football. Yep, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember who we got preseason this week. Uh, is it Houston this week? Is it? Th- it may be because we no no the Chargers right? Is it the Chargers? I think I it's can't the Chargers. Right off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah I think I it's the Chargers because I think I think we're doing joint practices with them starting tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um. So yeah. So another. Wait, let me see. Gavin Cook is signing with the Jets. And we saw Ezekiel Elliott sign with the Patriots earlier today as well. So that running back market has finally uh, has finally started to yeah. I mean, Kareem Hunt is the only one. 
uh, really out there at this point that's worth talking mm -hmm. about, to my, in my opinion, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, things are getting done. I think that's the top players. I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were saying, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, uh, we'll see where those guys land, and uh, most of them have already found their spots. So, uh, right. more for us to talk about going forward. But I mean, first episode back, first episode of the 2023 season. Uh, all Saints, which is always yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, man, can't, can't wait to do this some more. All right, now, until next week, man, we catch y'all. We appreciate all the support that we get, and we are your locked in. Um, for all Saints needs. If there's anything you missed out there, training camp, preseason, we got you. We're going to hold y'all down, man. Appreciate y'all. 100%, man.